This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Nirvana Sisters Podcast, where we take the intimidation out of well-being and beauty to help you achieve your highest state, your nirvana. We are sisters-in-law and your hosts. I'm Amy Sherman. And I'm Katie Chandler. So let's get into some real conversation. Nirvana Sisters family. It's Amy and Katie. And we are joined today with Jenna Hua, who is the founder and chief executive officer of Million Marker. Million Marker is the only DTC test for BPA phthalates, I'm saying that correctly, and other EDCs. EDCs are endocrine disrupting chemicals, which I just Googled. Jenna's extensive experience as an academic and health advocate led her to founding Million Marker in 2019 shortly after completing a postdoctoral fellowship with Stanford University School of Medicine. Jenna Hua, Ph.D., is an environmental scientist who started the company when she realized environmental toxins kept causing her fertility problems. More studies show that prenatal exposure to these chemicals can cause neurodevelopment and hormone issues in children. Plus, these chemicals can complicate pregnancy. Throughout her career in academia, Jenna has researched and published numerous studies that largely focused on citizen science, general health, and the impact of food consumption on a person's well-being. Jenna holds a postdoctoral fellowship in chronic disease prevention from Stanford, an MPH and PhD in environmental health sciences from UC Berkeley, an RD from Greater Los Angeles Veteran Affairs Healthcare System, and a BS in nutrition from Berkeley. So welcome to the show, Jenna. We're super excited to talk to you about this topic. It's really fascinating. So thank you for joining us on Nirvana Sisters today. Thank you so much for having me, Amy and Katie. I'm very excited. Uh, I really like your show, and I think I really appreciate everything you guys do, really advocating for wellness and optimizing health, particularly for, for ladies. Thank you. Thank you so much. So before we get into all of our questions and conversations, we just want to start with our Nirvana of the Week, which is a moment of joy, something that brought us a smile to our face this week as we reflect on the week. So Katie, I'll kick it off to you. I would say my moment is, without a doubt, that we launched launched our 100th episode yesterday. And while that in itself was the moment of joy. We actually recorded that episode just earlier this week. And that was my real nirvana. Because when Amy and I, we don't too often sit down together and reflect and 
take a moment to just go through the process of all of this. And when we did that, it was really, really nice and long overdue. And um, it, it brought me a lot of nirvana, the whole the whole thing. It's a great week. It's a big week. What about you, Amy? Yeah, I agree. Big week. And I would say my nirvana is the same. I'll also mention that along with our 100 episode, we launched Nirvana Sisters merch, which was really fun. And it's just great to see people's reactions about all of our products that just launched. So really excited, really full of lots of mini Nirvanas. What about you, Jenna? Congrats. Um, For me, it's it's about getting one of our grant review back. So um, at Mellon Marker, we also apply for a lot of uh, NIH, National Institute of Health Research Grant, because uh, the whole EDC topic and just in general, how your impact, your environment impact your health, there's still require a ton of research. So we continue to submit grant proposals. Uh, we just got a review back and then it was a pretty positive review. So we're hoping that grant will get funded um, in a few months. So that was my excitement for my Nirvana for this week. That's huge. Congrats. Yeah, that's fantastic. That must be very exciting. Speaking of, I mean, we have so much to talk about because this million marker is really a, a brilliant concept. And I think we should just start at the beginning. What does million marker do and kind of what motivated you to create million marker? Yeah, at million marker, we're trying to provide a, a direct to consumer uh, mailing urine testing allowing people to understand their body burdens of uh, hormone-disrupting chemicals. So it's a pretty simple test. You pee in a cup, send it to us. We get that your pee analyzed. Right now, we test for 13 chemical metabolites. That includes BPA, BPA alternative, phthalates, parabens, oxybenzone. All of these are hormone-disrupting chemicals. We also ask people to complete an exposure journal before they submit their urine samples. That way we audit your lifestyle, looking into, you know, what actually contribute to your exposures and then pinpoint where you can reduce your exposures so that you can avoid these chemicals. Then we also offer counseling, answering people's questions to making sure that they're on a healthy journey to detox. That's really cool. So is the report that you get, like you see all the details from your urine and what types of chemicals are showing up there? Yes, yes. So the report will include the chemicals that we're testing, uh, 13 chemical metabolites. We let you know your levels, how you compare with our existing users, and how you compare with the national average. Uh, We'll show you low, medium, or high, and trying to pinpoint, okay, for example, what kind of product or what kind of behavior that you have, you know, kind of committed that lead to potentially lead to this kind of exposure so then you can, it's very actionable. So to make sure then you know what to do so you can reduce these exposures. That's great because I feel like you hear about this all over the place now, right? But it's hard to know how it's actually affecting you. So you can clean up all these things in your house, but you don't really know if you're addressing it. So I think that's brilliant. Yes, it's. we think it's this personalized approach because um, it's really important. And then also for people to understand, you know, what, What's exactly my exposure? Oftentimes, we don't really know because, you know, if you and I have different genetics, even if we have the same amount of exposure, you know, exposed to the same thing, our body would respond very differently. So unless like you test yourself, there's no way of knowing. And oftentimes also, um, even for myself, like I think I have lived a, a pretty clean life because since I started studying this and I have been paying attention but once I started testing myself, I realized there were a few things. There are things that I completely didn't even know about. 
Um, one example would, was uh, one of the vitamins I was uh, I was taking. Um, the vitamin capsule was not made, I guess, up to quality. So the capsule was actually made of a ton was a ton of phthalates, which is a plasticizer chemical. And I, if I didn't test myself, I would never know. I actually bought that vitamin from Whole Foods, and and it wow. was it, w- it was a bit shocking to me. Another example was um, uh, when I first started Million Market, I was packing all the kits in, in my garage. Um, it turns out it was the the plastic packaging tape. It was also made of phthalates, so I could see my like levels like completely went off the roof. And, wow. you know, once I stop taking that vitamin, it completely drops down. So just like things like that, you think you're doing right. Um, you just don't know until you actually test yourself to figure out, okay, this is where, you know, I, I can't actually make a change. Otherwise, you wouldn't know. When you got that back and you learned about the the pill and the, the tape, was it you were high in that certain chemical and then you looked at your ingredients of certain things or how did you identify it was those two things that's so interesting so i was able to identify because this is the importance of when we ask people to document their exposures throughout the day i see um it's it's kind of a tedious work um but that's the only way to kind of help you figure out because these chemicals are literally everywhere and you and I oftentimes will also tell people we don't want to like get people super overwhelmed because it is it is overwhelming um, but that's the only way to kind of like figuring out where your exposures are. And then you're trying to avoid as much as you can, because the bottom line is that these chemicals have no business of being your body. Like they only do harm. They ha- there's no good. So you just, you just need to try it as much as you can. Yeah. That's <clears throat> what I want to clarify for our listener. What are these chemicals doing to us? When we say they're endocrine disruptors or hormonal disruptors, they, they're affecting our thyroid, they're affecting fertility, they're mm-hmm. affecting your estrogen levels, your, is that correct? And so on and so on. <clears throat> it's, it's literally everything. Um, you know, we can take a step back thinking about, you know, what are hormones? Like hormones are our body signaling molecules. It's, they literally like, govern every single bodily function we have, you know, fun, sleep, metabolism, growth, fertility, your mood, everything is governed by hormones. And then they, your body signaling system, the hormone system actually work as a symphony. So, you know, if you go to an orchestra, you listen to a symphony, if your keys are out of sync, this music wouldn't be beautiful. It's, it's the same thing. And these hormones, they kind of work like a lock and key. So the key has to fit in a lock. And when you have these hormone disruptor comes in, which messes up either the signaling or messes up this whole lock and key function. So then you would have these mismatched things. And then, and then, then you have like this whole salute of downstream impact, which could be impacting, you know, your mood and your metabolism. So we see people with hormone balance of, for example, in female, you would see for example, irregular period, fertility issues, um, same as in men, it impact both men and women and weight gains, just so many things. And I think the other thing people tend to overlook is that you probably, if you're exposed to these things, you wouldn't experience like extreme symptom the next day. Maybe in occupational setting, if you get a super high exposure, then you would, you know, you would feel the symptom the next day. But what we really worried about for these chemicals are like 
we have these super tiny, like really low dose exposures. You get a, like, exposed a little bit, but you get exposed day in and day out. So you just don't know when your cup's going to get full eventually, you know, down maybe 10 years, 20 years from today, you would have a condition that could be contributed by these things. And so that's why we really want people to start pay attention. You do what you can and then you want to eliminate these exposures as soon as possible and as early as possible as as much as you can. Yeah, I think it's interesting um, to your point of how you're not just going to wake up the next day and say, oh, I must have been exposed to, you know, BPAs too much yesterday. Like it's it, it is a gradual thing that mm-hmm. happens over time. And, you know, maybe one day you just wake up and you realize like, oh, my gosh, I'm not sleeping very well or this feels off all the time or you just slowly start to not feel like yourself mm-hmm. anymore. So this is a really great tool. It can be preventative. It can also come in and help someone get things back in order with their life. Um, I I find it fascinating. You know, I think a lot of us see things like, uh, you know, BPA free and paraben free and so on and Mm -hmm. so on. And so let's, I would love to just, if you could just quickly list off, you know, just a few of those names that we've, that we've seen, we've read, we've heard, but we don't know what they are so that we can now attach them to this and understand. Yes. So BPA is pretty much the poster child of uh, hormone disrupting chemicals. You know, a lot of people know because we actually see that BPA free label. But when you ask people like, do you know what BPA is? And people often don't know that they just say, okay, I know it's bad for me because I see BPA free label all the time. But what to pay attention of is that uh, BPA free, it just, okay. First of all, there's no regulatory agencies actually monitor and check whether a product is BPA free or not. It's completely up to the manufacturer to put that label on. So there's no verification of that, whether that's actually BPA free or not. In Europe, there is regulatory agency to actually check whether this is BPA free or not. And the definition is if a product have less than say 0.05 milligram per kilograms of this molecule in this chemical in the product, it's considering free. It's kind of like the trans fat free labeling. But if you mm-hmm. think about it, if you, if you, and then BPA often happens to in, on receipts, um, grocery store receipt, gas station receipts, um, or the can linings of canned food or canned drinks. So if you think about it, even if it's regulated at 0.05, that kind of level, if you drink a lot of canned drinks, if you eat a lot of canned food, it's still going to accumulate. So it doesn't mean it's completely free. That's number one. The second is uh, since BPA has been banned uh, for almost more than a decade now in baby products, thanks to conscious mothers, uh, the manufacturers, however, started using BPA alternatives, which is not labeled anywhere. So this could be BP- the, right now the most commonly used is BPS and BPF. Um, mm. They can literally swap a molecule and a swap like a substrate of that molecule, changing the letter from BPA all the way to BPZ or any combination of that. So it could be BPAF, BPB, something that all of these alternatives are actually just as toxic as BPA, if not more. Mm. So there's just like a no way of knowing, you know, like, okay, is this BPA free is actually BPA free or it's involved in other 
kind of BPs. Um, so our strategy is okay. Just avoid plastics in general because BPA and phthalates are the major plasticizer chemicals that's used in plastic. So if you can avoid as much plastic as you can, then you kind of just pretty much eliminate this. And trying to avoid canned food, I think in general in shopping, BPA-free label is still better than not having that label. There's a little bit of assurance there, but in general, just try to avoid the whole category if you can. Yep. And the the shape of the BPA molecule, I think another thing, like just to kind of ring a bell for people to think about BPA is if you Google the BPA molecule and then you Google the estrogen molecule, they look really, really similar. They look almost identical. So one function of BPA once it gets into your body is it mimics estrogen. So your body will mistaken BPA with estrogen. And if you think about it, if your body mistaken BPA with estrogen, maybe you'll produce less or maybe you'll produce more and they wouldn't fit. So then it's causing other issues. And that's why you're like, okay, yeah, trying to avoid as much as possible. Um, you hear a lot about estrogen dominance now, and mm-hmm. uh, this is a contributing factor to that, I'm sure. Um, so yeah, it's, it's very interesting. And go ahead, Amy. Oh, I was going to say, why are manufacturers using this in the first place? Is it like a preservative? Like, what does it actually do? And why, if they're not using that, they're using one of these alternative swaps, like you said? Like, what's yeah, the deal with that? A couple that? reasons. First is, uh, um, BPA is actually a pretty magical molecule. BPA is, uh, is a molecule that made the chemical that makes plastic shatterproof. This brittle plastic, and it's, it has property. And the second is, as you mentioned, a pres- uh preserving function so by coating that can lining um it wouldn't for example if you have acidic food in can it wouldn't like react with the can the rest of the the Mm. can and it also preserve food uh much longer and it's cheap it's just really cheap to make that's why we have been we have been using it same as same as thalates so thalates is another chemical that we test it's also a major plasticizer um, phthalate is just what make plastic really flexible. So think about your syringe wrap. A lot of time in the past, a syringe wrap is kind of like made of phthalates. Um, one tip we often also tell people is never ever microwave plastic. Um, some people don't know. So mm-hmm. heat actually increases the releasing of these chemicals. And before I've seen people like, okay, first of all, they use a plastic Tupperware have their food in there. On top of the Tupperware, they put on the certain wrap and stick the whole thing into the microwave. So it's like, then you just get multiple Mm. exposures. Okay, you get that shatterproof plastic from BPA and then you have the certain wrap from phthalates. Um, Phthalates are also used um, in fragrance a lot. So that's another um, tip that we often tell people, okay, when you purchase your personal care product, your house cleaning product, your laundry detergent, avoid fragrance, um, always read your ingredient label, avoid that because phthalates is a major um, ingredient that used in, in fragrance. And it's also a hormone disrupting chemical that it actually blocks testosterone. So we've seen a ton of study in both human studies and animal studies that showing phthalates really impact male fertility. And will it say on the ingredients wow. list phthalates? So um, phthalates are usually not labeled on the ingredient list. It's, it's often just fragrance. It's a major 
mm. ingredient in fragrance. Okay. That's why we wanted people to avoid fragrance at all costs. Okay. Um, and to be even safer, even if natural fragrance. So we often get questions asking, what about my fragrance is made of essential oil, right? Um, not saying essential oil is not beneficial, but there's no way of verify whether this essential oil is actually made up to grade that, um, and apparently 50%, our world supply of plants is only enough to make about 50% of the essential oil on the market today. So mm -hmm. a lot of essential oils are actually synthetically made. Um, and there's just like no guarantee that how what's actually in this essential oil. And there's not enough rigorous testing being done in products. So especially say if you're pregnant or trying to get pregnant, we always recommend people to avoid fragrance, whether it's natural or, or synthetic, just, just avoid fragrance just to be safe. It's crazy that there's yeah that there's no um that there's no system in place for these things to be monitored. I mean, I realize with the amount of commerce that this country has and it's coming from all over the world that it would probably be nearly impossible to do. Maybe it maybe that's why it is probably impossible to cover it all. But uh just like with supplements, you know, supplements are not FDA mm -hmm. approved and you have no idea what you're putting in your body with that when you think it's a trusted source and it's something that's meant to help you. It's not always necessarily the case. Yeah, I was gonna. I, I saw on your Instagram page just around fra fragrance that unscented is also a fragrance, which I had no idea until I saw that, and <laughs> yes. that's really scary because I've been buying unscented forever because I don't like those perfumey smells, and I thought they were bad for you. But now I'm hearing unscented is also a flavor. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Yes. So unscented is actually a scent. Um, wow. You have to go with fragrance free. So it's it's fragrance free it's, okay yes. so it's it's very misleading um because i think a consumer have gone obviously gone smarter because we know we need to protect ourselves because fda um is not doing the job and yeah but manufacturers also got smarter right like so unscented is one thing and then um, they started using wording like aroma <laughs> instead right. of like fragrance so you would see like aroma but it's the same thing so frequency-free is the best way to go. Okay. And what about when it says, like, um, I was using, and I actually just switched all my stuff, but, like, I think it's, I can't remember a brand, maybe it's, like, Tide Free and Clear. Interesting one. So um, Free and Clear um, is better than the regular, for sure, because at least mm -hmm. less of these ingredients are used. But besides these major uh, kind of, could potentially have a hormone disrupting chemicals. A lot of the bigger brands, um, they could also have other problematic ingredients in addition to say fragrance. Fragrance is like the number one. We want people to do that. But if you want to go one step further, other things to look for is trying to avoid petroleum based ingredients because um, petroleum based ingredients would have much, much higher contamination during the manufacturing process. Um, that you just wouldn't you wouldn't know again like without testing there's no way of knowing but one really easy way to recognize any petroleum based ingredients is look for these cap letters on the, your ingredient list so pg ppg like all of these cap letters are usually made of petroleum based ingredients um so that's something to pay attention of Another one is we often also flag is uh, to glycerin is usually used many times glycerin 
is made of petroleum, but vegetarian glycerin is not. So if you can say, if you can, if you have the choice of buying that uh, an ingredient with vegetarian glycerin versus the regular, I would go with a vegetarian one because it's less prone to contamination. Okay. So is, this is a stupid question, but is petroleum the same thing as petrolatum? Um, similar. Similar. They're like from the okay. same source. So it's like a, aquaphor, it's which I use it's, every day on my lips, which has petrolatum, is obviously not good. It's the same source. I would choose, you know, say if you use a shea butter, that's probably better. Like yeah. say use a, a little more like coconut oil. I, I would choose that. Yeah. Okay. So interesting. It's so interesting. And I, um, you know, I can see how it can be very overwhelming because you can just look around your house and probably see a million as I'm drinking out of this. I'm wondering, is this safe? You know, it, it can be very overwhelming, yeah. but that's the genius behind Million Marker is that you have this testing and te- walk us a little bit through the process. So someone sends in their urine, they do the testing, they get the results, and then you have the option to do the coaching as well, where you will walk through and say, let's take this, this, and this out of your life, et cetera. Yes. So, so in the last three years, we have been doing this whole self-serve model that people can enter their um, journal through our app and then submit in the test. If they, we give the people the option, if they want to schedule a call after receiving a report, we'll go over the report or answer any questions they have. Uh, but what we realized from that model is that people actually want a lot of handholding, even from just entering um, their journal items and from Afterwards, they want to check in with us. So we're actually changing our um, service to more of a white glove service um, that will actually walk you through your your journal and then also walk you through your report. So people can purchase a kit online. Um, in the future, it'll be then you schedule a, a quick like 30 to 45 minute Zoom call with us. We actually go through your day of um, your products and your lifestyle with you, document that. Then you submit your uh, urine sample. We take the first morning urine sample because this um, is the most con- concentrated kind of urine. And then it's also what's being used um, nationally or kind of a standard. So then we can actually compare your levels with others and as well as the national average. Um, then we get that analyzed. Then we actually um, audit your your lifestyle, audit your products. And when you get your report back, uh, besides what I mentioned before, you know, understanding your levels, uh, we also have a really comprehensive product audit that we point out out of all the products that you're using, actually every single product that you reported that that you're using, is there any problematic ingredients in there? Not just the ones that we test, but any other one that we would usually flag to make sure you pay attention on then you will know. So next time you buy a product, then you can buy a better one that avoid these other problematic ingredients because we can't possibly test for everything. But we anything yeah. that have been reported in scientific literature that's potentially harmful, we want to let folks know. So then next time, you know, you can vote with your dollars. I mean, ultimately, consumers shouldn't be responsible for, for these things. But unfortunately, like we have to do that. So then we want to let people know So next time you buy it, avoid these things. So do people do this test? Do they repeat it like on a yearly basis or something? Because I would think you'd want to kind of see, 
I took this out. Now what am I showing? Yes. So we have uh, quite a few, um, many customers come back for second testing. So then just to confirm what's going on, like our goal is we're hoping this could be become like a routine test. Like I really, my, my dream would be actually see this type of body burden testing kind of like your biannual dental checkup. You know, you, 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 you yeah. wash your teeth, like you clean your teeth twice a year. And I think this is a really good way to remind people, Hey, like you need to clean up your lifestyle too, that this is a really nice reminder. If you can do this every half a year that just to show, okay, where you are with your body burden and uh, how do you clean up? Because, because I think these these, this type of testing or, or asking people to change their lifestyle, it's not only, it's not, it's not only good for your health, good for your, your body. It's actually really good for the environment too. It's like, because you're, again, you're avoiding plastic, you're avoiding petrochemicals. There's a, a lot of, quite a bit of impact when it comes to sustainability too. So we probably, none of us, and especially people who are trying to conceive and having kids, you don't want, you don't want to live in a, polluted planet like you don't want your kids to live in a polluted environment right so by doing these things i think it's uh, it's like many many wins not only for your health but also for the environment as well so That's i really want to see this become like uh you know a biannual kind of test that we can implement in the future and hopefully this will become something that insurance will cover kind of like the the biannual dental checkup that everyone yeah. will have access to and then start pay attention on. Yeah. And also just how you would do a yearly blood test mm-hmm. or, a, you know, twice a year blood test. It's the same sort of thing that you should be doing every time. Right. Yes. I, I had a question regarding the test results. You said that you compare them to the national average. So then is there an optimal range of what you, what, of where you want to be with these things? Or do you want to have zero exposure or is that just impossible? Really, 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 really good question. Um, we want to be people to be as low as possible. There's actually no safe levels. There are no safe levels for these chemicals. The reason we're comparing with national average is to give you some idea of like where you are. Um, so how we compare is, is based on percentile. And so if you're lower than 25th percentile, we categorize that as low. Um, between 25th to um, 75th, that's medium, and above 75th, we consider that as high. But you should be trying to b- go below or even non-detectable um, below 25th percentile as much as possible. Um, okay. But talking about the national average, there, 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 there are limitations with this national average. Um, I actually think we're one of the countries that's actually doing really well when it comes to biomonitoring. So biomonitoring means that um, we have programs that monitor people's um, chemical exposure through these biomonitoring program. Uh, right now, our national biomonitoring program is set through the CDC, um, through the National Health Nutrition Examination Survey, where they actually screen for more than 200 chemicals. And these, the ones that we screen is only part of it. The limitation of enhance of, of this biomonitoring program is that um, the government only screens about 3,000 people um, every other year, not the same mm. people year over year. So you can see the limitation. So 3,000 people in the entire U.S. 
So if you want to compare, you know, if you think about your gender, your age, your ethnicity, what you right. have like five people look like you in a in a database to compare of, right? So that's a limitation. And then the second is because this is a true kind of snapshot of time, because not all the people are tracked over time. There's no way we can tell the same people with these exposures what happened to them, you know, down the road. So another goal for million marker is, you know, if we have a lot of people doing testing and doing these continuous testing, we'll be able to see the potential long-term impact um, in humans. And then, you know, how can we improve? And then that could be beneficial for the future generations. Yeah, that's amazing. That's a really unbelievably um, profound what you guys are doing. It's the, the concept is is really brilliant. I know that you um, are focused a lot on helping those with fertility issues. So I'm just curious what kind of success rates that, that people are seeing when they are able to remove these toxic chemicals and things from their life. We don't have any, we don't have enough data to actually show clinically, like with heart numbers, whether detoxing can actually help people achieve successful pregnancy or live birth. That's obviously the ultimate goal. And I think this, this is what we're trying to do eventually. But I think fundamentally, you know, even though we know about the impact of these chemicals literally for decades, the National Institute of Health or in general, like through the government, we haven't really invested in any money in terms of looking at the potential causal impact and how to do interventions to track clinical outcome. There was no money in this. It's, it's, it's unfortunate. Um, and the and I think this is also an excuse that oftentimes chemical companies that uses like, why are we not banning these things? And then the argument mm-hmm. is that, oh, we don't have any causal studies because we cannot show that these chemicals actually causes that, you know, miscarriages causes um, uh, right. infertility. We cannot say that. We can only say they're associated. Um, when in reality, it's just you, because there's not enough data that shows because there ha- haven't been exactly. studies. There hasn't been enough money exactly. behind studies to get it done. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Exactly. And it's unfortunate. The other thing is, yeah, it's unfortunate. The other thing is you it's it's almost impossible to do this type of study to looking at causal study because you cannot expose to a pregnant mother to these chemicals and observe like what's going to happen right like right, i mean right. it's just unethical you cannot do it so our thinking is if we can show by detox you know by reducing people's exposure that we can actually improve these clinical outcome and track people over time then that's a that's kind of like almost like a backward reverse way of proving there are causal impact. Then we can use this to push for, you know, better policies and then better and more testing. Um, so that's what we're hoping to do. And that's actually the, the grant I mentioned that this, this week, mm. my Nirvana is, uh, is that we got a good score and that's exactly this type of intervention studies are what we're trying to do to demonstrate, Hey, this, this works. Um, yeah. And yeah, that's congratulations on that. That's I, I when I I'm like a research geek. So I always look at, at the NIH and everything. So that's really, that's really exciting. That's very cool. I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm sure it's going to be a bit of a process to get it all in motion and everything, but we'll be following it without a doubt. I have a question about the test too. Do people use this for kids? Because as you're talking, I'm like, I want to test my whole family. 
Have you seen other people using it for kids? We've been asked um, right now. Our thinking is if the parents consent, yes, we can test for kids. But on our website, yeah. we say eighteen and above. Um, but we have been asked that whether they can test for kids. That we definitely need par- parents' consent. Um, I think a lot of uh, researchers worry is uh, it's hard to interpret the results when it comes to kids and um, others. Um, or say where even have people asking about like can we test our pets for for these oh, well. chemicals? Yeah, um, it's because we we don't have enough data. So in the enhanced right. you know database um, for kids, we have for adults we have about eighteen hundred out of the three thousand. The rest of them are kids, but kids it's tricky because kids are growing and right. and their growth status is. Um, it could be really different. It could really impact their hormone levels. So if you're like, you know, right. if you're an infant versus you're um, in adolescence, not only your hormones are different, but also your growth stage, your detox system is not fully built. And that's also another reason that we really trying to pay, pay attention on the younger, like what we call it developmental timing really matters. That means the younger you get exposed to, the potential detrimental impact these chemical will have on you more. Um, so we really want to start like in utero, like even when people are, you know, planning for pregnancy, really thinking about, you know, it starts with the egg, it starts with the sperm. You should try to optimize your egg quality and sperm quality um, before you're getting pregnant and also start practicing this healthy lifestyle. And then you carry that throughout your pregnancy. And when your kid is born, your kid will already have a head start, you know, yeah. uh, living a healthy lifestyle. And, and we're also not only developmental timing matters. So then, you know, in utero exposure really matters. And then throughout the growth stage, but it's also, we think it's like, you literally get the biggest bang for your bucks because you're affecting literally generations. Because another yeah. thing we have observed in research is that these chemical can impact your future generations. That means like your grandparents' exposure will show up in you. Like your exposure will actually show up in your grandkids. Wow. Wow. That's wild. It's alarming yeah, it's too. Wild. Yeah. Yeah, it is alarming. I Yeah. Okay. So before we do our wrap session with you, we want to get a couple tips that you have for detoxifying your life, just some general things that someone's listening and they're going, well, what can I do right now? I'm going to do the test, but like, what can I do? What can I start changing in my life? Do you have some tips for that? Yes, absolutely. Um, number one, <laughs> figured you would. <laughs> obviously avoid fragrance because I think when it comes to products, anything you purchase, this is like the easiest way to change. Just pay attention on eliminate fragrance, find all your personal care products, your, your household cleaning products. It's yeah. the number one. It's, 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 also, it's also just the easiest. Um, the second yeah. is the looking to your kitchen because a lot of our exposure besides products is coming from food. So what are you using to store your food, right? That's use, use stainless steel containers or glass containers. Just get rid of all the plastic uh, Tupperware and all these things. Use a B-wax wrap instead of like serine wrap. And you can use it multiple times and again like it's also something really good for the environment and then also help you detox um and also think about we, one thing we didn't really talk about is uh these uh we have this cat whole other category of chemicals called persistent chemicals also hormone disruptors but because they're persistent they stay in your body for a long time 
Uh, one of the category we a lot of people have heard is the the forever chemical PFAS, right? And we want people to get rid of your Teflon pens, like change to stainless steel, change to cast iron or ceramic, uh, because this category of chemicals, once you get exposed to, it literally stays in your body for a long time. You can't get rid of it. Um, wow. Again, if you change your pots and pans at, at home in your kitchen, you don't need to change again for many, many years in, in the future, right? Especially if you use a cast iron, you can literally pass on to your, to your kids. Um, so you just need to do it once. So this investment is very much worth it. So we wanted people to, hey, do a kitchen detox that get rid of these things and do it once. Um, then you, again, you eliminated a lot, a lot of these exposure. And the next thing is um, try to get a water filter. Um, any filter is better than no filter. Um, but if you can have your hands on a, a reverse osmosis water filter, that's sort of a catch-all filter because our water is also contaminated, um, let alone sort of the city water system. Now we're also having a lot of like household buildings or even new buildings that um, changing copper pipe to PVC pipe. PVC is a plastic that's actually not good. Um, there's a lot of argument like why we even have this policy changing it, but I mean, that's worth a whole other, other, yeah. other chat. Um, but having a water filter is, is, is really important because you're drinking water all the time. Right. Um, and then the last thing is, uh, try to eat out less, eat more at home. Um, because first of all, you have fully control of what you're cooking. What are your ingredients? Um, try to eat as much organic as you can. Um, I know there is a, a budget reasons for many, many people. Um, but if you can try to do that, because pesticides, many pesticides are also hormone disruptors. So if you can do that, that would be great. And eating out less also helps you eliminate a lot of, for example, less packaged food or eating less at the restaurant also helps you avoid because <laughs> another thing we found out is uh, through some individual testing is the, you know, if you eat out in restaurant, oftentimes out, a restaurant will cook with gloves. Those rubber gloves are also potential contaminants that can potentially contaminate the food. And you don't know, you know, they will probably put like a hot soup in a plastic container and then they, they, they will use other things. So you would just get that exposure. Even the take, takeout container is also a big one. Right. right? I was just so, thinking that. So if you, during the pandemic, we, we literally see people's levels spiking up because people are eating so much takeout. Um, so if you're eating at home, you have full control over that. So that's, uh, I think that's, that's my top tips for, for detoxing. Yeah, those are excellent. No, that's, that's excellent. So helpful. And um, for our listeners, I saw, we saw on your website, you have an approved products list, which I think is really helpful. Um, I actually went on it this morning because I just switched over to Branch Basics for all of my cleaning and I saw it was on your list. So I was like, okay, yes. So I thought that was really helpful for, so for our listeners, all of those things are really, really helpful tips. And then if you go onto the website, you can also um, get a sense of what products are recommended by Million Marker. So um, before we get into our wrap session, where can everybody find you? Um Please find us on our website, www.millionmarker.com. Uh, sign up to our newsletter. Uh, we're trying to keep people posted regarding our progress or any new research, any news around these um, topics. Uh, so sign up. We're also pretty active on social media, uh, Instagram, uh, just million underscore marker, uh, also Twitter. 
um, we trying to generate a lot of education content, not just around detoxing, but anything, same as you guys, anything that comes to do with wellness, because you you can't just detox. Like you literally need right. everything else in check to help you like with detox and support your healthy lifestyle. So talking about, you know, uh, nutrition, talking about physical activity, talking about stress, talking about gut health, um, everything. So um, we're pretty active and then we're trying to generate good content to support people for their healthy lifestyle. So definitely check us out. Love it. Thank you. Thank you for everything awesome. that you're doing. It's such a, a an amazing um, company and, and business and everything that you've, that you've started. So we're grateful that you're here. So why don't we kick off with our wrap session? Because we are very curious. A few things. What is your favorite wellness or beauty hack aside from, you know, detoxing and everything? Um, my hack, I guess, is like soup. <laughs> um, mm. I I have I make soup almost every day, all kinds of soup. Um, uh, partially because I think it's very soothing, and then the second is uh, water is also really really important for detoxing. Um, so you kind of need you know you all, a lot of these transient toxins that we test and then we talk about. You literally pee them out, so you need water. Um, and also think like you have to have enough water for good skin health too. So it's obviously have to do with your health and obviously have to do with, with uh, beauty. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great one. What's your favorite soup? What's your favorite soup that you make? Um, any soup is good soup. I like, I make <laughs> more like simple vegetable stock or to like uh, yeah. a meat based stock. Um, I do a lot of that. And I try to learn from, I guess, different cultures. I'm, I'm Chinese. Um, so yeah. there's a big part of Chinese culture is also super into food, uh, soup. So it could be meat stock. It could be like beef and then like bone broth, uh, a lot of bone yeah, broth. Yeah, love it. Yeah. Um, but I also love like Italian soup, you know, veggie. And I, I love chili too. So I consider it's not exactly a soup, but like I kind of yeah. feel like that's kind of like a soup. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds good. You're getting me in the mood to make a good soup. Too. I know. I have okay. I have next burn question broth for breakfast. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah, awesome, awesome. And yeah, savory broth breakfast. I love savory breakfast yeah. with like warm broth. Yeah. So yeah. Good. Okay. The next one we call our five minute flow. So here's the scenario: you just got out of the shower and dried off. Uber just alerted you. They're five minutes away. What's your quick beauty routine? What do you do? Like, what do you put on? What are your holy grails um, to get? you know, ready and into that car on time? Um, I go pretty easy. Um, I, if I don't need to, I don't really use makeup or cosmetic or anything. I just use a face serum. That's it. Like some oil. Really easy. Yeah. One pump, put it on. That's it. And then Good to go. <laughs> what kind of oil do you use? We're, we're, uh, we're dying to know what oil you use. So recently, um, I was working with uh, this brand called Hue and Grace. Um, they're a pretty cool brand. It started ben, by Ben and Sarah. Um, they had a quite a bit of fertility struggle themselves, and they trying to provide a hormone-safe product. Um, recently, I have been using their product. It's quite easy. I uh, really like their face serum and night serum, so I've been, I've been, I've been using that. Um, and in general, it just it was also through, through uh, some of the testing we've done, and also just looking into products. Um, using a oil is much better than using lotion um, because of the simple ingredients. Usually, if you get an oil, you can 
do as simple as very, very few ingredients. So when you have fewer ingredients, there's less contamination. And the, the formulation wise, it's also, it's a lot harder to formulate, say, a lotion versus a oil because then it requires more like emulsifier, like surfactants and all these other things into lotion. So that's sort of like a, a also my sort of rule of thumb to when it comes to yeah. products. It's just like as simple as possible and put it on easy and then get going. Nice. Yeah, I love it. All right. And our last one is how do you maintain your daily nirvana? Um, exercise is pretty important. Um, I think work is really hectic. I mean, everybody's life is very hectic these days. Um, being able to have some, do some exercise is really important. I think um, I do, I do, I try to do yoga almost every afternoon. Um, that kind of, get me relaxed and also really prevents my back pain you know before i started doing mm. yoga i literally had a, a really severe back pain episode that i couldn't walk for three days like literally oh, couldn't wow. walk for three days wow. and there was and then once i started yoga it hasn't happened once and um and it's just really beneficial i think for both mind and body especially for ladies who are over 35 you start losing muscles and strength training is quite important and i felt like yoga is you know not only you get that zen but you actually training you actually get this strength training so it's like very um cost effective and very efficient um i also try to do quick run in the morning just to get a little bit of sunlight get a little bit of fresh air that helps with productivity so these are the two things I try to do. But I have to also say that it's always a struggle. <laughs> like yeah. you often feel like you want to be lazy and then don't want to get out of bed and don't want to like go to your yoga class. It's a struggle. But um, I think once I'm there and once I do it, I felt like, yes, I, I need these things to achieve my daily nirvana. It's absolutely. I, I know people don't too often like go work out, and when they leave, think like, "Oh, I wish I didn't do that." You know, <laughs> you always leave. And you, right. Like, I'm so you always pleased feel I better. Did. Yeah. Yeah. That's, great. that's so good. Well, thank you so much, Jenna, for joining us. This was really eye-opening and really fascinating. And um, we might have to have you back for part two because I feel like there are just so many questions that we'll have, our listeners will have after hearing this. So, thank you again. We're we're really excited to. Um, to do this test and to start, um, you know, implementing some of these practices. So we really appreciate it. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to Nirvana Sisters. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes. Please subscribe and leave us a review. Also, find us on Instagram at Nirvana Sisters. If you loved what you just listened to or know someone that would, please share it and tag us. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of Nirvana Sisters. We'll continue to watch out for all things wellness so you don't have to. Bye.